Welcome to Don't Say NFT, the show where we don't say NFT. I'm Danny Clutterbuck, and I'll be your host. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm standing in the corner at Permissionless in Austin, Texas right now, hosting from the coldest conference center I've ever been in in my life, walking around with a headset on like an idiot. Hope everybody's doing well. Howdy. GM, Donnie. Howdy, howdy, Prism. What's going on with you? Hey, Donnie. GM, GM. When you say a headset, Donnie, are you talking about headphones or some sort of VR headset? I'm talking of no, not an eye set. A, uh, it's earphones. It's an over-the-ear headset that's Bluetooth and has a swing-down microphone. It's what I usually record on, but I'm, I'm typically... I was just joking with one of my friends that I, in a conference hall full of nerds, probably look like the biggest nerd. And that's, that's saying something, given the clientele here at Permissionless, which I think I'm gathering as a DeFi conference. I didn't know. I went for a previous employer, like I signed up to come here for a previous employer, and then I quit the job and didn't get the thing reimbursed. So I just was like still coming here and wasn't totally sure why. Um, it. Is it at the Austin Convention Center? Because that place it is, is freezing. It is at the Austin Convention Center, and it's freezing. I remember for consensus. Oh my god, it was so. You know, cold. I was sitting at the table like, looking yeah. up at the HVAC system, and you can stay a reasonable temperature as long as you stand in between where the vents are. And I think I found a spot that I'm standing at, so I think I'm good. As like a wiry dude, this is pretty not okay with my circulatory system anyway <laughs> Donnie, how you doing how you doing how's good morning it's going great ethan i'm having a really good time i met up with a bunch of other nerd friends that i have last night at this uh, i was the first ever chippy con which is like a dude that draws pictures for people in in a way that they see themselves kind of so they're all like bespoke or bespoke pieces and there probably 50 people showed up to this thing last night and everybody was just drinking beer and shooting the shit in a room together, talking about the various ecosystems that they partake in, which was, you know, it, I'd like to think that I get to do this in my daily life, but I only do on Twitter spaces. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not the same as being in front of actual humans, uh, getting to read body language and, and see the way that people behave together. It's really, it's really cool. Also walking around Austin in a hundred degree weather is great. I know that sounds it sounds like I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I love it. Yeah, it's get pretty hot out it does. there. I used to live out. But in dude, Dallas. it's so cold inside everywhere that it's almost refreshing to go out into the heat. Which again is it sounds like yeah. like like I'm kidding, but I'm not. It actually is. It's like relieving going outside because it's so cold inside. I was thinking places. about doing it before the show, but I didn't want to sacrifice the great white spot that I got, so <laughs> Just going to be chilly. Anyway, I'm pacing, so it doesn't really matter. Welcome to Don't Say NFT, the show where we don't say NFT. This is episode eight on Artifacts. I wanted to take a second to thank CryptoSapiens, as usual, for uh, producing this and for Bankless DAO, or to Bankless DAO for the concept. This is a fun one. Um, I didn't think this was going to be a fun one. I was, you know, I I write an article before each one of these things, and I was like, how am I going to write an article about Artifacts? Like, what? I know we call these things Artifacts, but like... What if I don't have a pre-existing standpoint on this? And it turned out the article turned out to be the article that I actually probably took the most standpoint I've ever taken on a subject so far in this in this um, reality that we we've formed for ourselves. 
And the stance that I took was not that artifact is the wrong word for something necessarily, but it may not be the most accurate term to be describing what it is we're trying to say when we say it. Did anybody read the article? It's not homework. You don't have to. But did anybody actually do that? Thumbs up. I'm going to be honest with you. I glanced over it really quick last night before going to bed. Um, That's probably more than most people would, though. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm the only one here. So uh, I want a gold star after this, please. Thank you. Always. The the standpoint that I took in the early part of this was these are digital artifacts. Ordinals are digital artifacts. We differentiate them from traditional NFTs on Ethereum and Solana based on essentially their permanence, whether it be from an outside force trying to change something or a creator deciding that they want to abandon it and eventually just it falling off of in a server somewhere, you know, like either either by by force of neglect or force of demand of change, it's easier to change those things than it is to change ordinals at the moment. But is artifact the right word for what we're going for? So I I want to ask that question and not necessarily have any strong standpoints on it until the end. I'm just going to go around the room. If you don't raise your hand, um, I'm just going to call people. But if somebody raises their hands, I'm going to call them first, clearly, because that's how this works. We're going to go directly to Ed then. What is it that makes you feel like digital artifacts is an appropriate, you know, quote unquote digital artifacts is an appropriate way for us to refer to these ordinals? And uh, what about them makes you want to do that? Well, when I think of an artifact, I think of things like, like ruins, you know, like ancient carvings into stone that thousands of years later are still viewable. I see that as an artifact. I think of games that I play, where we get the, especially games that have helped given the, the, the sort of the tiering to the, the Roman Rarity Index. To me, it's sort of, that is what an artifact is. It's, it's a grail. It's a thing that needs to be stored, needs to be cherished and, and, and sought after. Um, and I think this being a digital artifact on digital gold, I see it like a compounding store of value. It's, a beautiful term. And of course, it has the word art as the first three letters of artifact, which just has an, another whole level of, of, of awesomeness going for it. So I love digital artifacts. I think it's such a lovely term. It's such a nice rebranding from digital assets, non-fungible tokens, all of these boring, scammy words that are such naughty words in the, uh, the eyes of Web2 now. Digital artifacts, it's got something that captivates the imagination and the to the interest, I think, um, that makes you want to know more about them. And then when you look into them and you actually realize actually why these things could be considered digital artifacts, then you realize it's not just a bullshit term for them. It's actually pretty cool tech. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's what I think about when I look at these things as digital artifacts. You're right. The other terms that we've adopted that may be more descriptive in a less constricting way do feel a little bit cold, right? Like, what were the other things you said? What, digital assets or... I don't even remember. Yeah. Non-fungible tokens. They right. are. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, like it was, was it nifty? Was it NFT? And there's a whole debate. And I, I think, uh, so Snacks, one of, one of my good friends and, and founders over at um, Rare Pizzas, um, put it quite nicely, which is ordinals is a gatekeeping word where it makes you feel dumb, but you don't know what an ordinal is. And then you find out it's on layer one Bitcoin, you feel even more dumb that you didn't know what an ordinal was. Um, and I kind of chuckled when he said that because it's it's almost true. Because I know when I first heard the word ordinal, I was like, what the fuck is an ordinal? You know, I had to go and figure it out because I knew it's sort of sequential numbers, but I didn't know of a thing that is a thing that you could buy and collect. And I know and I knew crypto. So I mean I, I know exactly what I meant by that. So I think we will see new terms that will be 
more widely adopted by a wider audience as something recognizable that they don't need to understand anything about crypto or ordinals or coding or cryptography to understand what ordinals are sequential numbering. You know, it's it's a thing that means nothing to them. Um, it means a lot to people that understand it. But I think ultimately we'll see a new term for these things, and maybe it's digital artifacts. Maybe I fucking hope it's not digifacts, but it'll be something that will catch and the public will adopt and. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a term that any one person will sort of impose on anyone. It's just going to be a a community deciding on, hey, that's a thing that describes it well enough for other people to understand it and to, to want to adopt it. Digital collectible is a little bit too uh, broad, or maybe it's too pigeonholing because this is more than digital collectibles and digital assets. It's too broad because it includes a whole bunch of different things from different chains that don't specifically have the qualities that ordinals have an nft while technically true kind of also isn't technically true because it's not just inscribed on an nft but it's also travels only with a whole packet of them so it really like none of those things are quite accurate and the article that i wrote was exploring whether or not the word artifact is actually what we ought to be using when we say the thing that we're trying to say steve yeah go ahead statributes actually brought up this term that i i love hearing but also a lot of people just think it's just a one of one, right? You said grails. And so when we talk about artifacts, the first thing that popped into my head was Indiana Jones. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to show my age or not. And for people that are listening, and if you don't know who Indiana Jones is or what Indiana Jones is, well, you, you're either super young or you're living under a rock for the past 30, 40 years. But it's, it's such a beautiful term, right? Artifacts, because to me, Every single inscription that's inscribed um, on the Bitcoin blockchain is an artifact to me. It's a grail, every single one of them, because it's immutable. Right? Of course, I'm not talking about you know, how terrible the art is or you know, art is subjective. Right? There's no terrible art if you really want to think about it. But that term grail, to me, everything's a grail. Right? It's just we value grails by a monetary value. Uh, because whether we, we like it or not, or because we think, oh, it's the gold one, right? There's one of one, but all of these to me um, are grails. And, and I think artifacts is such a perfect name for, I mean, Casey was the one, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming Casey was the one who came up with digital artifacts. Yes, no, maybe. Um, but what a... And remember, yeah, zero saying yes. Yeah, but, but what a brilliant term to call, because ordinals, you're right, like what the hell is an ordinal, right? It's not even sexy. Digital artifacts, that's sexy. That's what we need. We need more sexiness for us to achieve that mass adoption that we're always trying to achieve, right? Um, so, yeah. Zero, what's up? So, yeah, like most have said, when we think of artifacts, we think of things that have kind of shown us history of humanity through times. And for example, rock carvings or hieroglyphs, like these people utilized the technology that was the newest for them to show us what their history or culture was. And I think digital artifacts might be the same way. Since this is going to be immutable, people in the future are going to be able to look at, look back and look at the art, the culture, the history of the time when that was inscribed in. So I think the term digital artifact is kind of fitting because our way of um, showing things right now is through digital means when back then it was a rock or scribed in paper. 
I think that's what it means to me. And this is the most hardy digital thing that we know of as humans or that humans have ever built, right? This is the Bitcoin network is probably the closest thing we have to caves in the digital realm, such that if we were to carve something on it, it has the highest likelihood of withstanding over time. And I agree that digital artifacts does, it differentiates what it is that we're talking about from the normal things that we, not the normal things, the things we've typically talked about when we reference anything digital. So it does have to be a different term. This is already a word that people know, and it does sound um, enticing in, in a one way or another. Prism, what's up? Yeah, all, all good points. Um, I don't, I'm, I actually don't know if, if this is the best terminology for it, but I think it, it makes sense because it was coined by Casey. Um, and it, you know, when we're thinking about just digital assets in general, um, it, artifacts sort of gives you a sense of purpose and longevity. And in, I think in that sense, it, it does it does hit those marks. Um, but uh, I think ultimately it comes down to this is something that, you know, Casey had rolled out and he had said first and then just sort of catching on. Um, I don't know if, if this is something like, you know, 10 years from now, will we be calling them artifacts because they are permanent? Um, or is it just a sign of the times that we're in right now? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is the best term for that for, for what we're doing. Um, but I do believe what we're putting on chain right now is as close to a digital artifact as you can get um, because it is simply different than what's being done on other chains. Um, you know, we're, these are these are truly being put on chain. These are stored in an archive that is called Bitcoin, um, whereas on, on other chains, it, that's not the case. So I do like the differentiation. Um, I don't know if it's the best term, but I think it feels right just because, you know, Casey had coined it. And for this point in time, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think so far what everyone agrees on is that when we talk about digital artifacts as in reference to ordinals, we're talking about the potential for longevity. That's, that's like what we're trying to display when we say artifact. And it, it turns out that an artifact is a really broad term for almost anything we interact with daily. And relic would be an artifact that has outlived its common surroundings but they haven't yet outlived their common surroundings, but really almost everything else in the entire world that we interact with is an artifact. So it almost feels like there has to be a middle ground between these two world, words in order to be an effective long-term word for it. Um, I don't know what that word is yet, but I'd like to further explore this. Schwank, what's happening? So, uh, well, I was just going to say to that, because I mean, I think the, the old saying, you know, a rose by any other name will still smell as sweet is going to be true. It's going to be the content that gets created that will then probably detect, uh, dictate what the name will be accepted. And I think there'll be one resounding piece of content that everyone will know is an ordinal once that killer ordinal has been made. And that'll probably help steer the narrative to what this thing is going to be globally recognized as, you know, Velcro as being an example. Right. Yeah, like uh, every SUV was a Jeep and every tissue is a Kleenex. What is the word that we are going to call this by, right? Yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's probably going to be a self-directed thing, but can't hurt to have the conversation, I suppose. Schwank, what is up? What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for having me up, Donnie. Um, your last point that you just said there is, is exactly what, uh, where my mind goes with this stuff, where a lot of these are obviously like synonyms for one another and kind of depending on the context and what exactly that is on chain you're talking about 
would kind of, I think, and already, but it's going to end up kind of determining what we're talking about uh, or what term we're using, forgive me. Um, you know, like um, the idea of ordinal, it's like, well, all these are inscriptions because they're ordinals, because of ord, but it's like they're also inscriptions. They're also digital artifacts. You know, the ordinal versus inscription thing, like I wonder, does and I'm sure people do know a lot more about this than I do, but there's already kind of like um, specific things or subtle differences between these definitions, right? With inscription, ordinal, and digital artifact, or are they just synonyms for one another? A digital artifact, but okay, so def this is sort of the conversation I want. So thank you for dovetailing that so well. Um, well, man, this goes really deep. Philosophy has difficulty describing and categorizing what actually is an artifact because of the blurred lines that everything in the world falls into. So, for example, an artifact definitionally, it needs to satisfy three uh, terms in order to be technically an artifact. And that is, is it made by something for a purpose and out of materials? Like, did you create something be to in order to fulfill some kind of like use case? And did you use uh, the modification of some materials to do so? So examples, uh, car door is an artifact because you need to enclose the car. And a car itself is an artifact made of artifacts because it's an aggregate of things that we've made as humans in order to be able to transport ourselves. Um, a spider's web could be considered an artifact kind of in a loose term but because of its genetic inclination to make the web and its physical ability to create the materials from which to do so, it's called into question. Um, most of the vegetables that we see in the grocery store and most pets you have in your home are technically artifacts because they've been human curtailed into this one specific form. Um, and literally everything you sit in, stand on, uh, walk around in, put on your head, wash yourself with, those are all technically artifacts by definition. So it is true. It is true that these are digital artifacts, but all other NFTs would fall into that category too. So I, I don't think it's the wrong term. I just don't think it's saying exactly the thing that we want. It's just using a bigger word for something so that we know what we're talking about. And I think there's a better way to do it. And I, I don't know what that way is. But I think if we're trying to push towards it like notifying everyone that this has longevity, longevity because it's on chain on the most immutable place we can put it. Rel like, <laughs> what do we call something that has the potential to become a relic? Like what the pyramids sort of like those at the time that those were being built, maybe there were all kinds of glass buildings around. Like look around you right now, if you live in a city. Um, there are tons of buildings that if someone stopped maintaining them for 20 years, they would just fall down or like, especially a thousand years in the future, they're all going to be gone. They are artifacts. They will not be relics. Things that end up being relics have a staying power that is difficult to even identify at the time of it happening. So we always have to wait until later. And that's when we call it a relic. So this might be the first time we've ever really had to have a conversation in our current society about things that might outlive all of their common surroundings in a way that is like more powerful than any of our ancestors could ever know it would be. I'd like to welcome somebody up to the stage, Deal Ordinals. What is up? Hey, what's Howdy. going on? Um, I've I love I love the the wordplay stuff you're doing here. It's um sort of to riff on that a little. I mean, 
an art like calling it a digital artifact i love that you like know the def the requirements for an artifact first of all i didn't know there was like three specific things that that kind of gave me a chuckle but but it's it's almost just like a that's just kind of like a a a nice sounding name it's like a poetic thing it's a little bit of like a poetic license with with the definition right um and i mean to be frank ordinals isn't the most attractive sounding thing if you're trying to tell people like i i have not told a single normie person about what i'm doing saying the word ordinals i'm like you know what nfts are right like that's what i start with you know what i'm saying so i mean inscriptions has a has a better ring to it and basically that that's pretty much everything right that that encompasses everything so i mean that might be a, a better thing to say it might the ordinals is what you know makes it all possible possible right but like yeah, dude, try and say ordinals to somebody and they just fucking look at you like, what the, like, cross-eyed, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like, the easiest way I explain it to people who don't know is just, like, I start with NFTs because they're at least familiar with that. That's at least in, like, the fucking, you know, zeitgeist or whatever. Like, people know. Like, my fucking 75-year-old uncle knows what an NFT is when I, when I ask him. And then, and then I can talk him through what the fuck I'm working on. He's like, oh, I don't really get it. But to hear you say it, I, I, I see how it's valuable. You know, I know Bitcoin's the best. Da, 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 da. He like get, he knows enough about it that he's like, he understands the, the value prop at a minimum. He doesn't necessarily agree with it, but he understands it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, when I, when I think about it, ordinal has more of like a formal name vibe to it, you know, like it's their form formally ordinals. Right, that's true. Inscriptions seems like the uh, like technical, like uh, use all type term that is is great. It's very useful. It's easy to say, like whatever. And then uh, digital artifact seems more like you know who mentioned Indiana Jones. That was me. My phone. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like it does. It has kind of like. I think everybody kind of thinks about that. So like this antique or like old or something that's well, exactly, I don't know. We, we read the definition somebody did. So those are the, th the spectrum of vibes that I get from when I think of those three terms. Maybe this is like the difference between mixologist and bartender. Where like every bartender is making drinks and then subjectively somehow mixologists are like, this new breed of person who has, there's like a uniform where you got to have a vest and a mustache and all that, you know, like all that jazz. And because they're called this thing, you, you set your expectations differently. The digital artifacts are the mixologists, right? Yeah. Right. Digital artifacts are the mixologists of cool. the digital collectibles world. hundred percent. No doubt. The only, like, there's just this weird part of my brain that gets triggered and goes, that word means more than we're trying to use it for and isn't specific enough, but that doesn't mean that it's not an effective way to communicate what we're trying to communicate. So I'm not, I'm not like advocating that we change it. I just want to bring, to bring to light that there is already a philosophical debate about what an artifact is and a definition for that spanning, you know, 50 years of modern research and dating all the way back to like Aristotle's forms versus substance thing. And this is actually the, the whole purpose of the forms art experiment that I've started running recently is because Aristotle and Plato, actually, I think Plato came up with this idea. Aristotle just took it further in a much more unreasonable direction, if you ask me. He decides to delineate that man-made artifacts are not real in the same sense as earthbound, already occurring things are. 
And he says this because they only exist in the mind of the observer because they didn't exist before the observer showed up. For example, cars. Cars can't exist in reality outside of their own substance because we made them up. So they couldn't be pre-existing in form condition, like in the ether somewhere as an idea before we came here. Much in the same way that like a, or in the opposite way rather, the tree just happened. So if it just happened and no one made it, it must have existed somewhere before that. So like I went through all this horrible, tumultuous, um, very long-winded discussion in the mid-2000s about stupid stuff like this. So when I heard the term digital artifact, I went, that sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Like, why is that making me itchy? Like, why, why am I having this PTSD flashback to, to my collegiate uh, experience in overthinking things we'll never know, you know? Um, and that's it. It's just that it, it may be a little bit too broad of a term to express properly what it is we're, we're looking for. Uh, but we have a new person up on the stage, and actually for the first time in the show, which is ironic because he's the editor of the show. Uh, his name is Eureka John, and he has a PFP from the collection I was talking about, the the Chippy Con thing I went to last night with 50 other nerds. Eureka John is one of those nerds. Hello. How do you do? What's up, man? So, yeah, I'm like 15 feet from you. Uh <laughs> yeah, I like the back of your shirt. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, you, you guys are talking some deep, heavy philosophical stuff about the origins of things and how far back you trace things. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool and all, but uh, on a practical basis, like I spent 16 years in the manufacturing industry and we had to supply as a manufacturer of a specific product at some point in the supply chain, what's called a certificate of origin or certificate of conformance to just prove and verify where some certain materials came from. So if anything happens with your products and kind of damage that it, you can always point back to where that point of vulnerability or compromise may have been. Um, so in a practical level, you only really need to go back a couple steps. I think you don't have to, I guess, go to Aristotle or Plato's versions of what they you know depict as forms or go back to Ecclesiastes and there's nothing new under the sun type of thing. So that being said, I guess like a lot of NFTs, they have hashes that point to an object that's not on chain. Um, I don't really know much at all about ordinals. I'm just now learning. I know that some of the NFTs, I think it's, I think CryptoPunks, but there's some NFTs, NFTs and some NFT games that are fully on chain, like the entire hexadecimal code in the image are fully on chain. So how does that differentiate? from like uh, an artifact or does it differentiate and does that make that nft completely real and an artifact proper that is exactly the question i have in my head and had in my head to to begin this where do we draw the differentiating line between an artifact that exists today and an artifact that's more likely to turn into a relic by existing still long past any of its other common surroundings uh i don't have the answer to that prism what's up yeah, I'll give a take on that. Um, I think um, I think what it comes down to is the backdrop of Bitcoin uh, versus Ethereum and the decentralized nature of what Bitcoin is compared to what Ethereum is. Uh, and that's not to say that Ethereum isn't decentralized, um, but you know the backdrop of the founder of of Bitcoin stepping away, it's sort of being owned by the miners and, and the node runners. Um, I think that leads into this artifact narrative a little bit more strongly than on-chain 
uh, on-chain, um, you know, JPEGs on on ETH. Um, though it could be said if we're if we're calling these artifacts uh, because they're on-chain and because they're permanent and all of those things, you know, you you, you think um, you know you could call those on-chain on-chain um, ETH uh, NFTs artifacts, you know, Ethereum artifacts or something like that. But then again, you know, bigger picture. Um, you know, Bitcoin is, you know, because of how it's sort of structured, um, I think that backdrop sort of leads us to this, this term versus where it would maybe not make as much sense uh, on Ethereum. And where do we draw that time frame line? Like if, if we, if we think that Ethereum software and Bitcoin is like a digital megastructure, like a pyramid of some sort, you know, like something that's much more nuclear, hardened and and has the ability to stick around for way longer what is long enough for us to call something a digital artifact and ought not things that are inscribed into like on-chain behaviors on um litecoin and ethereum and dogecoin are those not also digital artifacts i wonder english how do you do um just a quick thought on this i i think it was it was in the ordinal show and i don't know if it was leonidas or trevor but they had a pretty good um model for it i thought um you know first i think it's important to understand like with ethereum there is on chain but there's like three or four different levels and there is one that's pretty um analogous to to ordinals and artifacts i think prism kind of you know alluded to it where um the nature of bitcoin might kind of lend itself a little bit more to like this harder idea of an artifact just in the sense that um the idea that Trevor or, or Leonidas, I think it was Leonidas, put forth was that if like everything was decimated, we had an apocalypse, aliens came and they were able to like retrieve information and find this kind of thing. Like that's what an artifact is. And I don't know the technicalities behind it. And, and are they spinning up these nodes again or, or, or whatever the case may be? But but the thesis was that they would be able to retrieve these and it would be fully on chain and, and they could find that they could spin that back up. I don't know if that's 100 percent true. Um, for Ethereum, but if if it was, I, I would I would venture to say that that would qualify as an artifact as well. One of the um, points I was trying to make, and this is probably just me being too nitpicky, but like it can't hurt to have a conversation about it, I suppose. And I'm certainly not saying artifact is the wrong word for it. I think that an artifact is an incomplete direction for us to take, because there is everything is an artifact, more or less. Computers are artifacts. Software can be artifacts. Um, relics are the artifacts that last into the next cycle of something and i don't mean bull run i mean like the next when there are no more humans and like reptile people inherit the earth or whatever happens next the relics of our civilization civilization are the artifacts that are left over so what do we call an artifact that we think can become a relic is is the question here and maybe if we come to this answer it doesn't even matter it's just just a question i had that i thought was worth kicking around because we're all in this very new space, making up new words for things that are new concepts, or, or trying to apply old words to things that are new concepts, right there. You know, so, and if, I, if know. I could just add quickly, I, I think also it's important that to not get bogged down on like the semantics. I think when Casey wrote like um, and used this 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 verbiage in terms of of artifact, it's just to make the distinction that inherently everything is on chain and everything has this kind of permanence um, when you're inscribing to ordinals. And so like, it's, I, I think of it kind of um, because in fact, inscriptions, artifacts are NFTs. That's just, but they don't, they didn't want to use that because words are important. Right. And it's kind of like this whole 
um, square and, and rectangle kind of concept, right? All, all, rect- <laughs> all squares are rectangles, but it's not true, you know, the inverse. So I think it's just kind of to make that distinction that, all right, listen, you know, we've been using this word NFT and it can mean one, two, three or four or five things. But when we're talking about ordinals and we're talking about inscriptions, it's something very specific. So they w- wanted to make that distinction, right? So once you have that kind of concept in your head, um, I, I don't know that it matters that much, you know, the artifact versus, um, you know, the NFT kind of technology, you know, term, you know, it, it is it is very similar, but it's very distinctive, right? So, um, you know, if you think a rectangle and a square are close enough, then that's probably okay. And if you think the distinction matters, that's that's probably okay as well. Well, reading like the Ordinal's handbook, he ex- expressly says he calls them digital artifacts because they are permanent and immutable as the block Bitcoin blockchain itself. So I think that's what that was his reasoning, like something that's gonna last for a really long time. So now are we claiming digital artifacts that term artifacts that digital artifacts that term as just a Bitcoin ordinals term? Like are we so my question is for everyone, I guess. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> um is is that a term that we should be claiming? Like, is that ours? Like, this is this is a Bitcoin only term, right? Because that's kind of my question, and I don't care which way this turns out. And I like asking questions, and I like having the associated conversations because I think it enlightens. It it forces us to dig deeper into why we're categorizing things the way we are, so that we can then know more about the thing that we're talking about. And that's that's all I'm trying to do here. Um, I do think that you are correct that it is a word that we've decided to use regardless of whether or not it is closer to a square or a rectangle. We're using, you know, this this word to describe those things. NFT is not what this is. It an NFT is a, is a new token that is not fungible that is on the same network as a fungible counterpart. So ordinals really aren't NFTs. It's not an accurate word for them. Um, digital assets, everything is that is digital right? Um, digital artifact, I think more things are than just ordinals. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I'm just trying to get, this is how those conversations occur. You ask why we're doing this thing, you find out whether or not it's accurate, and then you make something accurate come of, and it may not happen for like a hundred years, because currently there are still philosophical debates in the philosophy of technology about digital assets and how to categorize these things. So maybe it's not even our business to do that. It's just a way for us to explore further what's going on when we talk about these things. I don't know. I, I don't really know where to take this because this is one of those like, I, I want to boil this down to exactly why we think this is different. And maybe it requires making an entirely new word out of it. Because I don't think anywhere in history people have realized that something or <laughs> have no one has made something hoping it was going to be a relic. Um, I, I think only the man-made wonders of the world have ever achieved this, thing, like the Sphinx or the pyramids or something. And to me, it feels like we're sitting on something or utilize something that does have the potential that those things have. And no words that I know seem to be big enough to describe it. Does anybody have a take on a word that if we had to choose a new one, more accurate, accurately describe something that has this kind of, I don't know, heft? Again, I think we haven't yet seen the thing that will give us the idea for what that word could be. And what I mean by that is we need to look at what you can do on ordinals that you couldn't do anywhere else before this. 
because that's going to be the thing that captivates the most attention. And I think it's going to be interactivity. Because with most PFPs, with all artwork, with NFTs, no matter what chain, you're buying a picture, maybe a GIF, maybe a video, maybe some music. But you're not getting something interactive, at least not to the extent that you can now do with ordinals. And so I think there's going to be something created that is going to be interactive, that is going to blow people's minds and have no idea what the hell it is it's going to be. But I think it's going to be that sort of a thing that then opens up a new way of looking at these things. And then all of a sudden, it'll be an interactive grail, an interactive artifact, an interactive act. Who fucking knows what they're going to come up with? But I think it's going to be leaning towards the unique properties that that ordinals introduced that has never been achievable on any chain before ordinal theory was discovered. And if it's a portmanteau, I quit. If it ends up being Brangelina or Brexit or possibilities or something like, I I don't know if I can handle that for this ecosystem. And I, you know, will will kindly bow out. Steve, I think you actually unmuted that. Yeah, no, I was going to say. I mean, that's the beautiful part about ordinals, right? We still don't know. We're still building toolkits. Like at this point, there's so much potential that you can do with an inscription itself. And we still haven't unlocked that key yet. So Satributes is absolutely right. Maybe six months down the line, someone has built something and it's completely changed the path of where we thought an inscription was. Right. So we'll see. I mean, that's the beautiful part. Right. We'll wait. We'll keep on waiting. Can we we have devs and programmers who are always coming in and innovating? That's 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 I mean it's you know, uh for for anyone who's on any other blockchain, you're kind of limited to what you're able to do with a cartoon JPEG. Right? But we can do so much more. So we'll see. We'll see uh where we are in a year's time or two. Well, maybe that's the actual conclusion that can be drawn from this exploration about language that you can't really predict what artifact is going to become a relic. And maybe it doesn't matter that we're calling these digital artifacts and other things are also digital artifacts. Maybe it's just important that that's the case. It's important that we are not it because it is it is accurate, right? Like this is a did these are digital artifacts. So may other things be. But other people don't call them that because they have lighter words for them. Well, um, do, do, how much time has to pass before blockchain, before an artifact would be considered an artifact? Was an artifact an artifact from the moment of creation? Was it only considered an artifact hundreds yes. of years? Okay. Yeah, artifacts are considered, like definitionally, they're considered artifacts the second they're created by a creator using modification of materials and for a purpose. There's like There's like a technical definition for it. And I just... No, knew that, and it's been bothering me for months, so I figured I would bring it up. Again, not because I think it needs to change, but just because clarity is important and fun, and you know these discussions are how we achieve that, right? Prism, yes. Yeah, that was the exact same question I had in my head, uh, attributes. Um, artifact seems like a forward-looking term for what we will look back on these as. That's what it feels like to me. But again, I don't know what a I don't know what a better term would be. I personally use inscription probably the most. I don't really say digital artifact. Um, I think it it might be a little overused in certain situations, which is kind of why I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is the best word for this. But um, yeah, to me, it's like this, this, we're we're in the future, we're thinking ahead and looking back. And um, I don't know how much time needs needs to go by before this term actually makes more sense. You know, it's funny, I guess if, if you lived thousands of years ago in what is now Egypt and you were using a clay pot for drinking wine or whatever, it's just, you call it a wine glass. 
when someone finds that thousands of years later and uncovers it with a brush so they don't break it, they call it an artifact because they don't know what it is. This is actually kind of an exciting time to be in this case because I think we're using artifact in place of more specific words that we don't yet know. So maybe that's what's to be gleaned from this overall. When we find things that we think are important and are potentially long-standing items, but we don't know exactly what's going on with them, yet, we refer to that term. That's, I mean, that's the only other time we really use artifact because a car is, even though a car is an artifact, the second it's made into a car or a chair is or pants are, we don't call them artifacts. That'd be crazy, right? We call them pants and chairs and cars because that makes more sense in terms of communicating what we mean to someone. You never refer to pants if you don't need that person to know that you're talking about pants, right? Like I have a lot of artifacts in my life. I don't use that terminology because it's not really relevant to what I'm saying because I have more specific words to use. We don't have more specific words to use because we're doing something that doesn't have words attached to it yet. So that's cool. I think that's that's what I've just learned from this today. I'd like to have like a a personal takeaway at, towards the end of these things. And I don't know if anyone else has gleamed anything else from this, but I feel as though maybe it's just indicative that this is important. We know it's important and there haven't been words for it yet that we will soon discover, as Ed said. Anybody else have any prime takeaways from this? Anything that they've learned other than confusion about what an artifact is? What if we sort of extrapolate that out? So we have recursion, we have reinscription, we have now the aspect of with time, more libraries, more useful code is going to be inscribed that the future people will be able to use. So these ordinals, perhaps, are they going to get smaller and smaller? Are they always going to use the same amount of file size when they have all of these things available to them? Like maybe if we look at it that way, we can begin to get an idea as to the direction this, this space is going to be heading in, in 10, 20, 30 years time. I mean, again, this is this pure fucking staring into to non-existent glass balls here. But I'm just wondering if, um, you know, the, the trend of reducing how much code is needed per ordinal to do cool stuff by leveraging what's already on chain, that's only going to get more and more interesting as more and more data gets inscribed. I don't know, skinny, skinny media, fucking lightweight asset. I don't know. There could just be an entirely different way of looking at this where it's just a hyper-efficient use of code to do vastly complex things. Yeah, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on how to yeah. refer to that stuff entirely. Uh, yeah. This is sort of this kind of discussion always short circuits my brain a little bit. It's, it reminds me of being in school for like when you go to school for philosophy, it's like it's why people don't do it, because first of all, it doesn't necessarily yield a job. It just teaches you to like take joy in laborious overthinking. And I think, <laughs> again, I'm sorry for anybody who didn't want to do that today, but that's kind of what <laughs> so my default setting is now. Uh, we have a new speaker up on stage. Soul. Welcome, Soul. Hey, yeah, it's a fun, fun topic for sure. I think, uh, I don't know, the most vanilla generic term is is really object, digital object. Um, I think artifact is used most often to imbue some sort of a longevity, permanence, something from the past, um, even though that's not technically true. That's how it's often used. So I think the intent with I believe Casey actually got the term from AI when he was just kind of going back and forth with like, you know, what do you think a, a good term would be? So I think it actually derived from AI, but um, I think it's a good term because the intent, the purpose is really for longevity. So at some point, 
we'll be comfortable saying these are digital artifacts, even though they are digital objects. And inscriptions is really the word that that is more descriptive of the fact that these are are being inscribed. They're they're meant to be um, permanent or at least long lasting. You know, they're even more so than etchings. You know, so I think the 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 hierarchy or the the, the different terminology used here is all good. Digital artifacts inscriptions and um I, I think it all works together pretty cohesively and nft being just you know a more of a blockchain specific token uh description of a type of token is is not as pertinent to what ordinals and inscriptions is all about so but yeah great topic fun just thinking so i mean digital object i see where you're coming from and it's funny because you've got o obg jake was it? What, what did uh, did um, Tej rename their their platform for? Um, but anyway, so object is an interesting one. Um, but I'm wondering if it if it's too vague for specifically what this is, because to me, a digital object. If I didn't know anything about crypto or ordinals or NFTs or anything, and I heard someone talking about a digital object, to me, I'd just be like, maybe he's talking about a skin. Maybe he's talking about a, a game, a, a thing, you know, a, a virtual thing that wouldn't necessarily be a little more. Exclusive, I don't know, than, than sort of something that's actually on chain. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of digital object either, but when I think of the word object, I think of something like, like a tree, let's say, an item that is not an artifact, I guess. So, yeah, it is, it's a probably much more vague term. If there is such a thing in the digital world as an object, because it would have to be pre-existing and without, uh, you know, meddling by humans, I guess. And I'm not sure that there is such a thing, or at least is in as far as we know. But what I gleaned from Saul's, interjection not that's not a bad that's not what i mean from some of what saul said um is that maybe this qualifies as the removal of an observer from a system in a way that is timeless so if if we're to say pants let's go to back to pants i'm talking about pants you know person some person made pants out of cloth for me to cover so that i can go into convenience stores or be warm or whatever people wear pants for um Everything in that is so descriptive and specific and like uh, biased, I guess. It's biased for a thing. When you zoom back out and you start uncovering things from within the sand around pyramids and try to find out about what was going on at the time, you use the word artifact because a lot of that context is missing. And maybe since either we haven't provided context or we're making things that will maybe be independent of context altogether and be able to outlive that, maybe artifact really is the right word after all. And it's not just a vague word that I think is not, you know, descriptive of an artifact that's ready to become a relic by aging a long time. I think the perspective of knowing that this will exist independently of a use case and an observer is warrant enough to use the word artifact so we can come back full circle from should we use this word to i would say yeah i think this word has sort of stood the test of an irritating level of overthought about it and uh does everybody i mean not that it matters if we agree or not because we're just going to do what we're going to do but does anybody think that artifact is not the right word just out of curiosity i feel like you would have said that by now but one thing i would say about artifact is I think it's one or two syllables too many. Um, so something might be done there. Yeah, Jeep, Kleenex, 
Kleenex is two syllables. That's about the maximum you can get out of the masses before they stop wanting to say the word, right? Yeah, we can workshop that. I don't know if that's going to happen today. I think we're coming to the, my brain's kind of fried at the end of this now too. I have about an hour on these really intense discussions because it's like there's too many filing cabinet drawers being opened in my head and I, you know, I'm a little bit fried about it. Anybody else before we wrap it up today? I think that we've we've come from is artifact the right word after defining artifact fully or at least doing it in so far as the philosophical community is concerned, you know, because we're never at the end of language. We're always developing language. That's the kind of the point of language. Language is a meme in and of itself. Um, does anybody have any final notes on artifact or well, these artifacts? Just more on you. And I'm glad that you brought up the whole philosophy class because I, I too, well, I was a dual major, English and philosophy. And, and yes, it didn't help me get a job, which is why we both ended up in the restaurant business. But um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was back in philosophy class and like, what's a chair and does a chair, if it has no legs, is it still a chair. And, um, but it was a lot of fun for those reasons. Exactly. So thank you for that, Donnie. Yeah. What's that called? That, that argument is called the ship of Theseus argument. If you, I remember the ship of Theseus. Yeah. Yeah. This is like one of those foundational things that helps me pull things, pull items apart or concepts apart in my head and see what the bare bones of it are. Like see see what we're actually talking about when we talk about something. And the ship of Theseus refers to how many pieces of a boat can you replace before it's not the same boat? And it, it, there kind of really is no answer to it, but let's say you have um, a wood floor in your kitchen. This is maybe a better example. And once per year, you replace one of the slats to the point where 200 years later, each slat is a new slat and it's not the same floor. Is it the same floor? And by what definition? It kind of applies to the human body too, because what is it? Every seven years, each one of our cells dies and regenerates or something like that. So like, I'm technically on my like fifth person right now that I am. And I kind of feel that way, to be honest. So how do we keep on knowing that it's me if I'm not actually made of any of the same things I was when I was made? Um, that's what what English was referring to there. And that's kind of like, that's the method I use to break shit down usually. Yeah, the ship of thesis, the way I remember it was that like somebody had a boat, like the ship of thesis specifically, they wanted to move the boat. So they took it one plank at a time, right? And then, so they moved it, but at, but they had to replace that plank or the other one would fall apart, right? And then you have two ships by the end of this and one has been replaced gradually with new planks. And now you have a new ship with all the old planks. But which one is the ship of thesis? That's how I remember it. But same concept, yeah. Yeah, dude, both. Now there's two ships. Kind of like a snake when it molts. It's not two snakes. One of them just looks like this. All right, we're getting off the rails now. If you want to say something that has nothing to do with anything, I think that would fall right in line with what we're starting to do here. So please do. Otherwise, this has been episode eight of Don't Say NFT, the Artifacts Edition. Uh, my name is Donnie Clutterbuck. I'd like to say thank you to Crypto Sapiens for producing this and Bankless Style for the ongoing support. I hope you all have the best day of your entire lives, every day for the rest of your lives. It's possible. A smooth, linear increase in value every day. Uh, love you and see you soon. This has been another episode of Don't Say NFT, the show where we usually don't say NFT. Thanks again to Crypto Sapiens, Bankless Dow. Have a great day, everybody.